good morning. I don't know if there were technical difficulties going on there, but we are here and we are live and ready to go. Uh, thanks for being here this morning. Um, trusting everyone's going to get caught up with us, but uh, uh, started about a minute late, more than we wanted to. Um, for those of you who are with me online, thank you. Good morning, Nate, brother Nate, big bro. Thanks for being here. Um, we're going to get started with uh, music while we allow other people to come on. Good morning, Ronnie. Um, good morning, Liz and Vic and whoever. We're going to start with the uh, musical selection to allow people to get on with us. Um, it's entitled, Holy Spirit, You Are Welcome Here, uh, by Heavens, Mutambira, and Amplified Praise. So I'll play an excerpt of that, and while we allow people to get online, we uh, appreciate your being here. Thanks so much.
Okay. Um, thank you. That was a Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Help, help by heavens, mutambira, and amplified praise. Um, we thank you for being here. We wanted to. Uh, that is a normally a seven-minute cut, so we we had to edit it down a little bit so uh, we could get uh, started with our program because we have a lot of things to uh, cover this morning. First of all, uh, good morning, Ed. Good morning, Geneva. Uh, good morning, Beverly. I uh, wanted to say hello to you and acknowledge that you're here. Thanks for being here. What? And Deneen. I did. Did I say Deneen? Or maybe yeah, I didn't. Sorry. Deneen, hi. <laughs> okay. So let's cover some business here real quick. First of all, uh, prayers are in order. Again, just to continue to pray for uh, Pastor. Um, oh, Pastor Gus. I'm trying to get in. Okay. I think he's actually trying to get in online right now. Uh, let's keep him in prayer. Um, uh, because he is still recovering from the surgery. Um, hopefully he'll have a speedy recovery and be back with us soon. Also, please remember uh, Dwight. Um, we just uh, thank you for praying for Dwight as well, too, who is in the hospital. Um, I don't know uh, his condition other than the fact that uh, he uh, certainly needs uh, prayer as far as healing is concerned so he can get back home and rest. Um, Deneen, I'm glad that you're here. Um, all I can say is that it's great for you to be here. Uh, you're in the company, even if it's online, with a group of believers who loves you and cares about you. Uh, but God loves you more than we ever could. Uh, so we appreciate your being here, and uh, thanks for being in. One of the great things about what we're doing is that we're getting together um, as, a, as a church online and uh, looking at what the Word has to say, which is always important. Uh, it's something we had not done before this pandemic, um, but we're doing it now. We're going to do it from now on. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, there are some people who are just not able to get out and, and be able to participate. And I wanted to make sure that people were aware of that when I had sent out a text earlier um, a few days ago about making sure that we are prepared to get uh, iPads or whatever we can in other people's hands who don't have a way of getting online. Um, because the, the reality is is that we're going to be doing Sunday school probably like this for uh, the balance of the year. I don't anticipate we're going to be getting back in the building to do that and do church at the same time just because of the nature of what we're dealing with. So uh, please keep that in mind and, and understand that because I got word the other day from my job, we're, we're working from home indefinitely. And that's something that, um, you know, we're blessed to be able to work from home. Uh, but the bottom line is that the... Uh, situation out there with the virus and controlling it and what's happening with uh, the level three emergency right now uh, we're going to be doing whatever, whatever we can to keep our congregation safe and keep them uh, out of harm's way when it comes to this virus uh, or the flu or whatever else might be coming down the pike so just please keep that in mind as we are moving forward um, with this now with that in mind today we will be outside at church uh, we have uh, planned to be out on the front lawn uh, we do ask that you bring your lawn chairs. It's going to be very warm outside. Anybody who's watching the weather today knows that it's going to be very uncomfortable uh, for the most part. So whatever you have to make yourself comfortable, wearing uh, light clothing, staying in the shade. Uh, if you have to get a parasol or an umbrella to cover um, yourself uh, while you're outside, please do so. Uh, stay in the shade. Please hydrate. Um, we don't plan on being outside too long. We want to make sure that we're doing it in such a way where we are not uh, uh, causing someone to have heat stroke, for goodness sake, uh, including 
including my wife and I. Uh, that's, the, that's the goal in this whole thing. So keep, please keep that in mind. But we will be out uh, after this at, at 11 o'clock uh, uh, starting the uh, uh, morning worship service. The, and we will broadcast that also uh, live over Facebook if it allows us to. It's, it was kind of glitchy this morning, but we finally got on the air here. Um, please remember your tithes and offerings. Uh, please make sure if you are not going to church to mail them. Uh, six as Akron Alliance Fellowship, Fellowship Church, 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. Uh, we appreciate your being uh, diligent with your tithes and offerings. Um, and if you are coming to church, you know where to drop them off on the side of the building in the drop box. Um, so I think we've covered all the important duties here. So now we're going to say good morning again and welcome to Sunday School. Uh, thanks for being here this morning. Um, we have the passage in Philippians to cover. If you have your Bibles and electronic devices, please turn to Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to look at verses 10 through 23, which will close out Philippians. Uh, it's a great book, a great study. Um, of course, it's a letter that Paul wrote to the Philippians. Uh, and the, essentially, he is thanking them in this particular passage for their gifts. Um, and, Deneen, I'm making a note of your comment. And first of all, don't do anything you shouldn't do. And we'll try to circle back with you offline. Please do. We will be praying. Okay? Very important to know that. Um, we care about you. Don't go anywhere. Amen. Okay. We will be praying for you. Uh, everybody, make sure that you're praying for Deneen. Um, and do so. We're going to pray right now uh, and take care of that. Father, we uh, lift up to you, Deneen, and we pray, Lord, that you'll just be with her and just overshadow her with your very presence and inform her that it's very important for you just to stick it out and stay with it. We know it's hard. It's been hard. It's been very difficult. It's been very stressful. But, Lord, just remind her that you love her. You love her beyond any measure. You created her, and she has a reason and a purpose for living. Lord, we pray right now that you just help her along day by day. I thank you, Lord, that she did reach out to us this morning. I thank you that she took the time to get online with us. But even though we're online, you're with her right there where she is. Comfort her, bless her, and keep her. And we thank you, Lord, for answers to prayer. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, sometimes it's very important for you just to stop and uh, reflect. That's the most important thing. Stop and reflect on what's most important. And some things take precedence. Um, I Praise the Lord for the fact that we can do what we're doing right now because of just situations like this. It's very important for us to make sure that we're communicating with each other and reaching out to each other and lifting each other up. And saying not just words just to be cordial, but words because you really mean it. It's the love of Christ that really matters. Um, 
in this passage that Paul, when he's writing to the Philippians, he's recognizing that he's at a place where he may not ever see those people again. And yet he still is taking the time to thank them and express the joy that he has because of them and because of the relationship that he has with the Lord Jesus Christ. There are two very important passages within this selection. I'm going to read through it, and we'll cover it, but I want you to you'll pick out very quickly what those passages are in this chapter. But if you don't get anything else out of this today, remember that Jesus Christ loves each and every one of us more than you could ever know. Uh, while you're here on earth. You might realize that when you're finally with him, when we finally have fellowship with him. But we also understand that we need to make sure that we are doing things in such a way where we are living according to his will and his purpose and his timing. So with that in mind, let's go ahead over the passage, Philippians 4, verses 10 through 23. I'll read through the entire passage. I'm going to come back over to it. And while I'm doing that, um, please continue to pray. Uh, for Deneen. Lift her up before the Lord. And uh, I just thank you for doing that. Verse 10, starting there. I rejoice in the Lord greatly because once again you renewed your care for me. You were, in fact, concerned about me but lacked the opportunity to show it. I don't say this out of need for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I find myself. I know both how to make do with little and I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. Still, you did well by partnering with me in my hardship. Verse 15. And you Philippians know that in the early days of the gospel when I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you alone. For even in Thessalonica, you sent gifts for my need several times. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the profit that is increasing to your account. But I have received everything in full, and I have an abundance. I am fully supplied, having received from Epaphroditus what you were provided, a fragrant offering an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Verse 19, And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. And then verse 21, Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me send you greetings. All the saints send you greetings especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. The song this morning was about welcoming the Holy Spirit and his presence. And a lot of those songs have come across that way from our praise team where you're, you're inviting the Spirit. Now, let's clarify something, of course, for those who may not quite be sure. I think everyone here online with us is sure. The Holy Spirit is dwelling with inside, inside of you once you accept and acknowledge the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Paul is sharing that same joy that he has because of his relationship with Christ, and he is 
reminding the people who are so generous to him the importance of saying thank you. And we just need to understand that that's what's really most important here. Saying thank you. Rejoicing in the Lord. Now, I don't... It's interesting that the theme today has a lot to do with what even is going to be talked about in today's message about faith overcoming fear. And in many ways, we have to look at and examine our level of contentment in bad circumstances or bad situations. And it comes down to contentment. And sometimes our very survival means recognizing contentment factor. Are you content? Certainly we would want things to be better. Now, Paul is sharing this in the first part of the passage in verse 10, where he's speaking about rejoicing, but he wants people to look at, back in verse 11, I don't say this out of need, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I find myself. Whatever circumstances you find yourself in, are you content? Sometimes we are, and sometimes we're not. And I think that it's important for us to look at what it says also in Timothy, if you could do me a favor and turn over to 1 Timothy chapter 6. And we're going to look at a couple of verses in 1 Timothy 6. Because we need to understand there is a basic contentment and there's a contentment in Christ. And I'm, I'm actually going to do something that I don't normally do. I'm going to read verse 8 first in chapter 6. And then I'm going to read verse 6. Because we need to see that God has given us the basics and the essentials on what we need to be able to function. And those are things that we shouldn't be concerned about. Because we know that we're going to have food or clothing or whatever it is. It says in verse 8 of 1 Timothy 6. But if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. Because that's really what's expected. But now go back two verses and look at verse 6. But godliness with contentment is great gain. Godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world, which is in verse 7. Godliness with contentment is great gain, which means it implies that it's nice to have food and clothing and have the basic essentials, but you have far more with godliness contentment and that's in Jesus Christ and we need to draw upon Christ's power for strength we've been praying for one person but we should be praying for each and every one of us during during a time like this are you drawing upon Jesus Christ's strength the power that he gives you through the power of the Holy Spirit which indwells within you are you looking to him for this godly contentment in spite of what's happening? The world is a very confusing place right now. And that's like a duh statement. Uh, anybody here knows that. But we understand that. Is, it, is your contentment in what you don't have or is your contentment relying upon Jesus Christ? 
understand that he will be there with you in any and every and all circumstances. He's going to supply all your needs. And we're going to look at that a little bit later on in the passage as well, too. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Go back to Philippians 4 and look at verse 12. I know how, both how to make do with a little and I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. And that gets to this passage that we all have read and heard and seen uh, a, a million times. I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. Now, this is uh, from, I believe, the Christian Standard Bible. Of course, your Bible is going to say, I'm able to do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Our strength comes from Jesus Christ. Paul is referring directly to Jesus Christ in this passage. And he's making sure that we understand that we can accomplish anything. Now, we need to clarify what anything represents because that's part of what we should be doing as we study and examine Scripture. He wants us to understand that doing everything refers to doing those things that are sufficient to his will and the challenges that come with doing it. We don't, we're not superhumans. We are fragile people. We are in the flesh. We need Christ to strengthen us and bolster us up. We're not Superman, we're not Batman, we're not superheroes, we don't have superpowers. We rely upon the power of the Spirit to help us through any and all situations. And understand that this whole thing about contentment, sometimes it's also being content when there are trials, when there are pressures, when there are difficulties, when there are troubles. And this is where we ask for strength to do what? To be able to endure to be able to get through moment by moment, day by day, week by week, and month by month. And I probably should have went in the reverse for that because sometimes it is we have to get by hour by hour and day by day when trouble hits. So I want you to be very sensitive to this. Part of the way we live for Jesus Christ and that comes from the discussion we'll have later on about the image, living in his image. The E is stands in for endurance. We have to endure. We've got to put up with a lot of stuff. We have to put up with things that are beyond sometimes our control. And I trust that you understand that, especially today, where we've had to put up with a lot of things and deal with a lot of issues and circumstances that are completely beyond our control completely beyond our control there is no question about it we we don't have any control over what's happening right now we're having to go outside and wear masks we're having to go outside and do things that we just don't really want to do and some people have had a really hard time with that some people have fought mightily to be able to do what they want to do but the reality is is that people get sick if they don't protect themselves Sometimes people get sick when they try to protect themselves. But if you don't protect yourself, you're definitely going to increase your chances of getting sick. And some people have died. And so we understand that it's very important for us to take this whole situation that we're in very seriously. Take this matter seriously. We want to protect our church. We want to protect our people. We want to protect them. 
We're going to face troubles. We're going to face trials. We're going to face pressures. Be prayerful in the midst of all of these things for strength and endurance. Be prayerful for God's hand in your life. So, moving on, in verse 14 of Philippians chapter 4. Still you did well by partnering with me in my hardship. And you Philippians know that in the early days of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you alone. So what Paul is saying was that the Philippians shared in Paul's financial support because we have to take care of those people who are serving. And the Philippians were very generous. They showed love and devotion by basically following Paul wherever he went and providing for him. And Paul is saying thank you for that because it's not just the fact that he was receiving money to take care of himself, but he was genuinely expressing his love and thanks for them because he saw their hearts. It was an acceptable sacrifice, as he mentioned, and it was pleasing to God. And it was something that we have to look at when we give, and sometimes it's not about just giving our finances, sometimes it's about giving our words, it's about sharing that you really love and care for someone. It's sharing with all sincerity the love of Christ from one person to another. And so, yes, it's important to give, but it's most, most important in my mind to be sincere by giving words of kindness giving words of thanks giving words of thanks even when you maybe not even have any reason to be thankful for yourself but you're thankful for the heart of the other person you see how important it is for you to come outside of yourself and look beyond your own circumstances and I say this to the family of believers I don't say this to one person I say this to everybody we have to be very sensitive and remember that while we may be doing great, other people are not doing so well. And it may be because of the pandemic. It may be because of life itself. It may be because of all kinds of different things. And I had to remind someone even the other day. I said, look, don't assume that people that you have a conversation with, even though they might sound like everything is okay, that they're doing well. They're not necessarily doing well. This is an unprecedented time that we're living in. We've had people ask questions, is this the end? Is this the time when we're all going to leave here? Nobody knows for sure, but we know that every day that we wake up is one day closer to Jesus' returning. So we know that much, and if we know that much, then we need to understand that there's a great deal that we have a responsibility for to make sure that we are giving to others. And it goes now down to verse 19 in Philippians chapter 4. And my God will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. We can trust beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is always going to meet our needs. Now we have to separate needs from wants. Needs are completely different than wants. And what the flesh will do sometimes is say, well, I'm supposed to have this. I'm supposed to get this. Well, those aren't needs. Those are wants. 
And those are out of the equation when it comes to this passage. Now, will God bless us? Absolutely. He will bless us in ways that we sometimes don't even realize. We sometimes recognize those things when we are alive long enough and we see what God has done. But we need to understand that God's going to supply whatever we need, but we need to understand that wants are not part of that. Now, this is a hard truth. For those of us who deal with chronic pain or deal with that issue uh, of suffering, sometimes we're not going to get what we want as far as more comfort is concerned. That's a hard truth because we know people who are, we know people, we know people by our one name, our, by first name, on a first name basis, that are struggling with chronic pain or, or dealing with that issue. And when we say chronic pain, that means it's, it's in continual pain that just lasts every day. And you try to find ways in the midst of your day to have less pain than more pain. And that's chronic pain. And so God will supply all your needs. But sometimes we have to understand that he gives us the provision that we need and power for us to live for him, even in the midst of our chronic conditions even in the midst of our chronic conditions do you understand sometimes that God uses us in a good way through our chronic state to be a testimony to those who are either struggling in the same way or perhaps need a a check when it comes to the life that they're living. You think you have it bad. Look at this other person. But the other person is not saying that things are tough. They're saying, I can rejoice in that God has enabled me to be here day after day in spite of my condition. You see the mindset here? Do you see the attitude? Do you see the difference between chronic complaint and looking to God that he has enabled you to be where you are even today even now in your present state now Paul is writing this while he's in prison a lot of people when you look at a passage like this just seem to always forget he is in the worst possible place he's in prison he doesn't have much of a hope he he hopes to be released but the promise of that is next to nothing. So in his condition, yet here he is saying, thank you, Philippians, for doing what you've done. Thank you for helping me through this situation. Thank you for all of your gifts. Thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your sacrifice, which indeed was pleasing to God. And remember that God's going to supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Notice how it says his needs according to his riches and glory. He's going to supply in a way that he is glorified. Period. He is going to give you what you need in such a way where he is going to be glorified. That's what we need to see here. It's about giving glory to God. As the creator, the uncreated creator, he created you and made you to do what? To live for him, be in fellowship with him, and...
be an extension of his glory by the way you live and speak to and encourage other people. We sometimes struggle with knowing what God's will is for our lives. And frankly, uh, Charles Stanley had mentioned this morning the importance of waiting. Waiting on him and being patient in waiting. And in that way, if you're not sure, you need to be praying for what's important. Praying for being obedient to his will and listening to him. Remember, the Spirit's always indwelling within every believer. So it's just a matter of asking. And sometimes we have to make sure that we're asking. Do you really want to know what his will is for your life? If you, if you, know, if you want to know what his will is for your life, you're going to be praying to him each day about, Lord, help me to do your will today. And that's what he will do. He will supply all of those things that will help you to do those things. They may be very small in your mind or they may be great. But the bottom line is every testimony for Christ is a testimony that doesn't fall to the side. It's always important. There is nothing that will drop away. The Lord's word returns to him and does return to him. And it's not, in, it's not a voided word. It's a powerful word. It's a strong word. It has effect. It has meaning. It has purpose. It, has, it is all about how we live and how we see life. We can trust that God's going to always meet our needs. Whatever we need, he's going to supply it. And here's a hard truth. Even Paul is making this statement to the Philippians, but he's also acknowledging that he's even going to be, God's even going to supply Paul with what he needs in the courage to face death. That's a truth. Because we know that Paul is going to go on to be martyred. And he has to, frankly, pray for strength, even for that. God's going to supply what we need, when we need it. We might want to avoid pain and dis discomfort, but we have to understand that sometimes it's not going to happen. We want to have the ability to see God working in our lives, accepting what he gives us, accepting his provision, and having the power to live for him in spite of our situation. Even those who struggle with pain and difficulty, God is still providing for them. And you just sometimes have to pray for what that provision is. That very provision could be just life, being able to minister to one other person, to two other people, to be able to pray for other people. These are all things that are godly in character and behavior. And it does not return void to him. As Paul closes out, Verse 21, or verse 20, excuse me, let me read that. Now to God, now to our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. You see where his focus is? Remember, his focus is on being in prison right now. 
he wants to say thanks to the Philippians, but he also knows that there's going to come a point where he won't be here anymore. But yet, he is saying to God and Father, be glory forever and ever. Can you say that? In spite of your circumstances. Can you give God the glory and the praise? In spite of what's going on today. Do you recognize God's presence in your life in spite of all the things that are happening? And I, I think it's important for you to focus on what the men of God have to say. You know, the news media has all kinds of stuff to say. But we found it helpful in our routine in the morning now to turn on channel 47 and watch... Men of God speak about truth in different ways because that's what we need to be doing right now. We need to be saturating ourselves. We need to be completely immersing ourselves in the Word and surrounding ourselves with people who truly do love the Lord and express it in the words that they speak. You have to know when that time is right. It's always right. But in a time of trouble, it really is one of those things where you really do have to turn off those things that are just damaging and hurtful and painful. We need to surround ourselves with those things that make us content in Jesus Christ. Because that's what this is all about. So he says in verse 21, Greet every saint in Christ Jesus. The brothers who are with me send you greetings. All the saints send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. Wow. There's a statement. There are people in Caesar's household that know the Lord. And that's what this is all about. It's about reaching people for Jesus Christ, people that you would never expect, who were worshiping and one day as a pagan and another day for Jesus Christ. Praise God. That is exactly what you need to take away from this. And verse 23 says, The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Be with you. The Lord be with you. God be with you. The greetings are greetings in the Lord Jesus Christ. They're not just saying hello, but they're greetings because we are of faith just like you are in the body of Christ. The people in Caesar's household were also believers in faith in Jesus Christ. And so we send you greetings because we are your brothers and sisters in Christ. That's what's most important. That's what we need to see. That's our takeaway in Philippians. There are many reasons to be fearful today. There are many reasons to be concerned about what life is giving us. But are you looking to the Lord in the midst of all of it and saying, Lord, you're in control of it all. There's nothing getting past you. There's nothing getting beyond you. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. You are welcome. Your presence is welcome. Surround yourself with what God has to say. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your loving presence today. 
And Lord, we pray for Deneen, but we pray for all of our members as well too, Lord, that you just minister to us right now. That you touch us, that you heal us where it's needed, that you help us to break free of those things that are keeping us in fellowship with you. Lord, we want you in our lives more than we ever have before. We want your presence. We want you to help us to get through this stuff. We pray for endurance. We pray for peace. We pray for your comfort. No matter how we're feeling or what's going on with us, we pray for your very comfort right now. Help us to make it day by day, moment by moment, and even hour by hour, if that's what we need. We just thank you, Lord, for your power and your presence. Bless us and keep us, Lord, and we give you praise and thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. You know how to pray. You know what to pray for. You know who to pray for. You know how to pray for our church. You know how to pray for our fellowship. God has given you this insight by allowing us to get together online. What a blessing. And Deneen, thank you. Thank you for sharing the way you did today. You are loved beyond measure. And um, I understand where you are. I can, I've, I've been there a little bit myself in the past. And there are others that are online probably with us that understand it too. So you are not alone. And God is with you. Uh, I encourage you to stay with us online as we get together at 11 o'clock at uh, the church in Akron, Akron Alliance, and get ready to have a message today about faith overcoming fear. Faith over fear. Many of us are fearful because of what's happening today, and we're going to see what the Lord says about that. When he tells us to be strong and courageous... He wants us to be strong and courageous in spite of the fact that there's a reason to be fearful. And he wants us to rely upon him to give us that strength and encouragement. All right, we're going to break from here. Please stay with us another 45 minutes. We'll be back online for church. I just give praise and glory to God for this ministry and the ability to do what we do. So thank you again. We'll uh, catch up with you in a few minutes, 45 minutes or so. God bless you all and just thank you. And uh, give up all praise and glory to God. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.